Voice of the Bombers, one-on-one with Mike O'Shea, the Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Now, Mike likes that music. Sky Nuller, our producer, knows what Mike likes in terms of me. Who is that, by the way? Mike O'Shea. Scorpions. Scorpions. All right. Yeah, I forgot. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Come on, Bob. Yeah, sorry. Denia Twain. (laughs) (laughs) That's up next. More up my alley. Um, So, I guess you're glad you're doing another show. Well, we would have been here anyway, but now we know for sure we're going to have another show next week. That's what you did on the weekend. You you made the coach's show last one more week. You might have done something. <laughs> and you make a list of things you did, eh? That wouldn't be right at the top of them. Okay, so, well, everybody knows what happened. I'm going to read this one text right off the, the uh, top. Hi, Bob and Coach O'Shea. Kudos to both of you for doing the show tonight. Well, that's what we do every Monday night. Fresh off the monumental win... Uh, My son and I were fortunate to attend the game, one of the best we've ever seen and privileged to attend. A big step forward for everyone. Thrilling for longtime faithful fans like us. No question tonight. No questions tonight. Just wishing you and the team a great week. Bring the cup home with you. It's been a while. You know, we'll talk about the game, but there's some stuff that went on before and after and during. uh, After the game, your players, most of them, went over to the stands and high-fived all those Hundreds of bomber fans who made the trip down. They were hanging over the edge of the bleachers. Yeah, was awesome. your play- Wasn't that great it to was see? Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's nice of your your players to thank the fans for their support. And then before the game, um, Andrew Harris and Jamarcus Hardrick came out carrying those big flags. Did you know they were doing that? No. Uh, and it was Doug and I were wrapping up the pregame show. I think, and I can't remember what time it was exactly, but. Uh, I thought, man, is that ever neat? Because Andrew Harris is—he's sort of Mister Winnipeg, right? When it comes to the Blue Bombers, and uh, you, you didn't see that, though, eh? I saw it. Yeah. I didn't know they were doing it, nor does it matter to me. I thought they're—they're they're into it and they're doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last three minutes of the game, last minute and a half, I guess, really, but last three, last ten, whatever you want to say, Mike, you've been involved in a lot of games. People are calling it epic, uh, super dramatic. I think all those tags fit. It, it, is that the way you saw that time, or do you, do you even can you even sort of calculate that at this point? Yeah, no, I said it right after. It's crazy. That was as wild a finish as you're ever going to see. There's a yeah, goal line stand, punting it with time left on the clock, and they're at the 37 or whatever they're at. Third downs. You think you stop them? Overturned fumble to an incomplete pass. Yeah. Dropped interception. Th- three dropped interceptions in the last minute. Mm-hmm. I said on the, the overturned fumble, well, they ruled it a fumble on the field. So I said, that's it. The game's over. Pack your bags for Calgary. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> and then a minute later, I'm saying, well, Saskatchewan's second down or whatever they were. So, yeah, it was just twists and turns. And then the last pass, of course, people in Saskatchewan are saying it would have been a touchdown. We'll never know that. No, uh, no I've seen the film. You had uh, Taylor was right back there, wasn't yeah, he? Nick was in good position. Yeah. The ball was thrown a little bit behind the receiver. I think it, yeah. if it wasn't intercepted, it would have been batted down yeah. or tipped up and caught. <laughs> anyway, it's immaterial. It, yeah. it hit the yeah. post, and, and the game was over. Did did you sort of have a 
kind of a heave of some of your players said they couldn't they almost couldn't bear to watch it was you were watching weren't you i was watching yeah nick dembski said he had his hands over his eyes kind of peeking through them <laughs> that's uh, it was it was exceptional but that's how unusual it was and, and of course the stakes were so high uh and not a lot of games championship type games playoff games end like that with Back and forth and third down tries. Yeah, I don't think I don't think either head coaches would be uh, would say it was terribly clean near the end. I think there were some mistakes on both sides, um, but since both sides were making them, nobody really gained an advantage till the very end. Yeah, well, it made for quite a thrilling finish. I can tell you that. Let's go, the Kubi Kid. We haven't had him on, I don't think, all year, Mike O'Shea, and I think it's fitting that we start off the show with the Kubi Kid on the Coaches Show on CGOB. Coop, go ahead, give us your best. Love you, Bobberine. Love you, man. You too, Coop. So awesome, awesome broadcast yesterday. I'm still crying because I'm so euphoric and happy. Coach O'Shea, good on you, bud. Good on you. <laughs> Thanks, and, Coop. And. And and to like all the coaches, to Paul Lapolice and, and and to Richie Hall for all the criticism he's received, it's ridiculous. I am so euphoric and proud of the team. Unfortunately, Bob, I've spent seven months um, in a hospital. It's been pretty tough, but I'm out now, and I uh, I'm trying to get my way to Calgary for the weekend. Um, it's a bit tough with a wheelchair, but. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try and make it happen, man, because uh, my heart and spirit are with this team in my 65 years, and uh, you guys played so well yesterday, Coach, that uh, it would have been an injustice had you lost. And all in all, I thought the officiating was pretty decent, except I thought that was a fumble, not a forward pass. Agreed. And. Uh, <laughs> All right. Proud of the Bomber fans that made it out to see the game. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bomber fans out there all over Canada and the world, let's cheer this team on. Let's bring it home because this is our turn. We deserve this. And we have a hell of a team. We're playing a very formidable er, opponent. And those Box J boys, they'll be there. And I sure, sure hope I'm there to give them a hard time because uh, – I sure want to make it happen, Coach. So uh, if I get there, I'll be tracking down that Robert Irving guy. And uh, I won't be hard to find, Kubi. And, and you too, Mike O'Shea. I I love you guys. All right, with all my heart, Coop, Thanks for the call. We're I know Mike feels the same way. We're well, Mike's happy that he was able to make you happy for the day, right, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Kubi. thanks, Coop. Thanks, man. You take care of yourself. All right, Brian, you're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Brian. Hi, guys. Uh, Mike, I have an overtime question for you. But first, I just wanted to ask to see if any of you guys know. I was trying to find this stat where a third-place team, if they ever won the Great Cup, they said there was like 10 teams in the history. Do you, either guys know if uh, third-place teams won? Yeah, a third-place team has won, but not for a long time. Oh, okay. I think 10 third-place teams have made it to the Great Cup. The Bombers would be the 11th, I believe. Five of one. Five of one, Okay. Yeah. Do you know who it was, Bob? No, I'd have to look it up. I I, I read about it this week, but I, I read so many stats that I, I've forgotten exactly what year it was. Okay, yeah, I'm not saying the odds are against us. I still think that we're gonna Zach is going to beat his former team. It's going to be a great story. And, yeah, I'm really excited um, for that game. I'm You know, 
I'm also disappointed the Bombers lost last five times, but I'm glad you're there, Mike. Dude, um, six years in now, so I hope you guys um, win. Uh, my question: um, Do you remember the game, the first game in Saskatchewan, Mosaic Field? That was it was in overtime. You had a 14-point lead, and then you guys were in overtime, and they kicked the field goal, it hit the post, and you guys won at the end. I was wondering, how does that? Who decides? Um, which coach decides which uh, coin um, flip? Is it the home team that does that? And if you have a, if you're ever in that situation again, which I hope you don't, because I can't handle any more pressure like that. Um, would you think that um, it'd be better to have the first and fourth possession? If you're like that's what you had then, and you won it, think in the in the fourth possession. Uh, I think it's the visiting team that that uh, does the coin toss, has the choice of the coin toss, and you would always, to me, you would always choose to go on defense first. So that you know what you're looking at, okay. But because you can go for it on third down. If you're if you start on offense, then you're more than likely going to kick the field goal on third down. Um, you know, if you, uh, and then when you go second, you know what you got to get to, right? So, and you're going to be home home team this week, and I'm glad you chose the road the road warriors jerseys. Uh, good luck on Sunday. Okay, Brian. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. So. Uh, if you were in this situation, Michael Shea, I've been wondering about this since last night. He was talking about it after the game. If Saskatchewan had scored the touchdown on the last play, convert ties it, two-point convert wins it. And there was a lot of speculation that Dickinson would have gone for two. What would you do? Well, that's all speculation. I know it is. <laughs> well, I speculate that he would have kicked the single. Yeah. No, I'm saying what would you do, though, if you were in the... Do you, do you know? Or kick we, the single. You would have, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, play for overtime. Oh, there's more opportunities. Yeah. You got one shot from the three, or you've got opportunities for your defense to stop them, for things to happen, field goals hit posts, whatever. You got op- more opportunities to win the game. Seven eight zero six eight six eight. We'll come back, take as many of your calls as we can. Uh, those are on the lines, be patient. It's the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea on 680 CJOB. The Bombers Coach's Show on 680 CJOB. Welcome back. Let's go to the phone line at 780-6868. Kate, you're on with Mike O'Shea. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for that win. I was at the 72 game in the north end zone, and my heart broken. So 47 years to get some, <laughs> some oh, sweet revenge. But, mm-hmm. hey, better late than never. Mm-hmm. And I was at the 84 game in Edmonton when we kicked Hamilton's butt. So... I'd just like to wish you good luck on Sunday. I have a question. Um, do you think there's been any advantage or disadvantage that you took a harder route to get to the game? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kate. Ooh, well, it's interesting. I think the harder route was taken during the season, um, which then, when we get to this point, has um, served us well in terms of um, our approach and um, our, our mindset as we uh, as we continue on through this. I just think our guys were are ready. They've seen a lot. They've learned a lot throughout the season. And so, when we get into a situation that the game's on the line down near the end, and there we've made a uh, you know there's been some unfortunate calls and and bounces, and we're still on the field at the five yard line trying to defend a lead. Um, they've got the the fortitude to to get it done. I mean, I, I know the ball hit the 
the crossbar, but I think our I think our our guy had him covered anyway. So they made a few plays before that too. So um, that journey began a long time ago, and it and it, it was full of learning that that gets us to where we are today. Tell me about the game that Mercy Maston had: six tackles, a tackle for a loss, a quarterback sack. He made the first hit on that goal line stand. A big hill helped him finish it off, but he had quite a game, didn't he? Yeah, he, what was impressive was him coming off the edge. He was relentless, and sometimes he had to take a longer way around than he should have, and he just uh, ducked underneath an offensive tackle and turned the corner and accelerated through the quarterback and uh, got not only a sack, but he had some you know other plays on the quarterback too. I thought he had a – we showed a clip today of him just making an open field hit and – you know, knocked the ball carrier probably five yards. The guy slid on the ground for about five yards after he hit him. Um, he is tough. A couple weeks ago, he showed that he was around the, the box um, versus run plays. He was tough, tough in there. So uh, I think the guys really like the way he plays. Yeah. He plays hard-nosed, old-school football. Quite a bit bigger than Anthony Gator was when he played there. Gator was a smaller guy, right? Yeah, he's – yeah, Mercy's – Thicker for sure. Yeah, Neil, you're on the coach's show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Neil. Oh, thanks. Um, congratulations on the game. First of all, I was on the edge of my seat to the whole thing. Uh, very happy. Congratulations. Just um, um, a quick question: the playoff format, the not the playoff format, the overtime format. How would have that worked had they tied the game? Uh, coin toss. Winner chooses to start with the ball or start on defense. Uh, you get start at the 35. There's no game clock, only a 20-second clock. If you've got a challenge, you can use it, but you can't use timeouts. Um, if you score a touchdown, you got to go for two. Whatever happens there, then you flip, and the other team gets to go. If it's still tight after that, you flip ends and go again. And then, obviously, in the playoffs, you just keep going until there's a winner. Pretty much the same as the regular season, then. Regular season, except you just keep going. Just keep going, yeah. Yep. Okay, I just thought it might be different for playoffs. So. Well, you know well, what? I got the playoff manual right in front of me, and I've yet to read that part, but I will momentarily. I'm sure yeah. it's the same, though. Okay, Neil. Well, that's great. I won't, uh, I won't keep you. Uh, congratulations, and looking forward to Sunday. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Neil. Gail, you're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Gail. Good evening, gentlemen. Congrats to the team and you for the win. I was, like everybody else, on the edge of my seat. I phoned my brother in Calgary after the game because he's a staunch Bomber fan. He will not change, even though he's lived in Calgary for 20-some-odd years. And him and I have one thing to say to you guys. Go Blue. (laughs) Thanks, Gail. That's great. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> that two words summed it up pretty well. Here's one from uh, a texter. Good evening, gentlemen. I swear to God that game nearly did me in. Great win yesterday. So many players stepped up. Nice to see Big Hill making an impact as well as the outstanding hustle by Goche on that punt return. Looking forward to seeing you guys in Calgary. I want you to talk about uh, Goche's play on the the punt where they kind of fooled you guys or however they you fooled want. us. Yeah, however you want to describe it. Um, and I've watched it again today where he's hustling downfield to cover the returner and it, then he realized what was going on. And, man, did he ever come back with a vengeance? Yeah, there's just uh, moments you see players um, just exceed their physical limitations. 
you know, he was flying. And he, he's, he's a fast kid. Like, he's been, he's been fast before. But that's as fast as I've seen him run this year. And I, his teammates recognize it, and his teammates certainly recognize that that kind of effort, um, that's, a, that's game-saving effort right there, mm-hmm. um, right when you need it. He was right on time, so uh, a tremendous play. I mean, they they had us. That was a that was a a, a nice play designed by them. Uh, you know, I believe a few mistakes by us, fixed by another player who refused to to allow a big play to happen. Yeah, um, it was phenomenal insp- effort. Inspiring. It was inspiring. Absolutely, I, I could see him out of the corner of my eye. I could see him coming across the field. And Nick Marshall's faster than he is. There's no question about that. But he was not going to give up on that play. And that's the kind Absolutely of... Absolutely not. And, and that, that turns into the uh, third and one stuffed QB sneak. Yeah. So they got no points out of that. Yeah. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Thank you, Christian and Sky Neller, our producer. You're making Mike O'Shea a happy man. And it would take something to make him happier than he is today after what happened yesterday. The Coach Show brought to you by Bear Crop Science, science for a better life. Uh, just a reminder, we're going to have a special coverage on CJOB of Great Cup Week, and why wouldn't we? Greg Mackling is heading there tomorrow. He'll co-host the start uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, Christian O'Mell is going to be there hosting the sports show Wednesday through Friday, each night from 7 to 9, as usual, but this time from Calgary. We're going to do a pregame show on uh, Sunday. I had Saturday written down here. We better do it on Sunday, I guess, because that's when the game is. A pregame show and a postgame show. Doug Brown is going to be there uh, to be part of that. So lots, and I'll be doing reports on all the sportscasts. Lots of extra coverage on 680 CJOB. A couple of uh, texts I'm going to read back to back, and then we'll go back to the phones, uh, Mike. Hey, coach, even the most creative Hollywood script writers could not have delivered a more dramatic ending after witnessing the most epic of defensive stands. Are you becoming a believer in the mantra, defense wins championships, offense puts butts in the seats? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first part, you know, I, I obviously, being a defender myself, I would believe that. More importantly is our, our defensive players can believe that. They absolutely can, so... And here's another one. Wow, wow, wow. Congratulations on a great game. So very proud of the team. I'll be sitting in the stadium cheering loud and bomber proud. Good thing I took my blood pressure pills. You guys almost gave me a heart attack. See you on Sunday. This is, uh, I don't know, I I talked about it at the beginning. Uh, I've heard from so many people today who were just... I mean, they were wound up so much at the end of that game. The, the, and I, you know, I don't remember a game quite like it in all the years I've done this. They got their money's worth. <laughs> Did they ever? It was Okay, so on the coach's challenge, our next texter, and then we'll go back to the phone calls. How on earth could they not see that the Saskatchewan quarterback was over the line of scrimmage uh, when he threw that pass and you challenged it? I don't know. My guess is, uh, as we said on the show before, the mandate from... Uh, the league this year was clear and obvious quickly with the replay you have. Um, there was enough time. They took some time. Did they get another replay after that? I mean, the one they showed on the board right after they decided was pretty clear that he was over, but they might not have had that one. Uh, I thought there was a mark on the turf where his foot was. He planted and it left a tufted mark on the turf, which I thought was pretty obvious. It was passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's who knows whether that blue line is correct or incorrect on TSN, but you know, I thought I even saw Dickie sort of go ooh after it didn't get overturned. Yeah, 
Well, in the grander scheme, you won the game, so we can easily say it doesn't matter, but it, it just it appeared obvious that he was across. Now, the, the rule is if any part one of his, le- his foot is touching the line, like his back leg, then they'll still call it or a Or above throw. the line. Or above it can the line. Be, it can okay. be in the air. Okay. As long as it's, I guess, breaking the plane of the so-called yeah. line of scrimmage. It may be hard to rule it when it's close. It is, but I don't know that that was close. Bob, you're on the coach's show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Bob. Mike, congratulations. Hell of a two games. Um, I was so ecstatic last week. I was in Florida, and at my home, I found out that I had ESPN2. After the first half, I was thinking, O'Shea, what the hell are you doing? What are we doing here? Because I was a little uh, panicked, but boy, you came on and thumped them. You, the defense did an excellent job. And I've been a guy who's called in and given you what, what, uh, whatever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got to thank you. I'm hoping and praying that we finally make it to the promised land. But I'll tell you, you and the team have done a fabulous job. Uh, you've played against a lot of adversity and a lot of the adversity you just spoke about, like that was obviously an over the uh, line of scrimmage pass. Now, how CFL headquarters didn't see that, I, I think they better get new glasses. But you and the team have done a hell of a job. I'm really hoping that uh, we will finally get to the promised land and uh, we have the uh, the parade at Portage in Maine. It's your turn. You and the team have done a fabulous job. All right. And good luck next Sunday. I think I think you could do it. Okay. Hey, Bob, before Mike weighs in, I'm concerned. They were up 11-4 at halftime. What, what had you so concerned at halftime? Well, at halftime, I just looked. They, they seemed somewhat lethargic in the first half, Bob. Really? And uh, I thought, hey, Ooh. what's going on here? They were up 11-4, Bob. <laughs> they were up 11-4, yes, yes. In that tough but environment. Not, but we were in Calgary, and Calgary has this uh, this uh, aura over us. Oh, you're talking about the Calgary game. The Calgary game, oh, yes. Oh, okay, the Calgary okay. Game. All right, well, listen. All right, okay, I, listen. I we got other callers we want to get on, so I'm going to let Mike uh, say something, and then we'll move on. Bob. Okay, uh, thank you very much, guys. Great. And, Bob, is there a coach's show next week, oh, win of course. or lose? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Bob, I got one thing for you. Don't hope and pray. Just believe, man. Just believe. Hey, I do. I do. <laughs> all and right. I have had, I've had season tickets since 64. Good for you, Bob. That's great. No. Take care, guys. Okay, thanks, Bob. Thanks a lot. Uh, yep. You and the Bombers, Mike. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Tom, you're on the coach's show. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, I'm what they would classify as a passive fan. Uh, since I've moved here in the 80s, I thought this was a championship city. And then the last 25 years, we've seen every type of coach you can think of. And then you came along. And all I have to ask for you no matter what happens next Sunday, don't change. You have a sense about you, whether you're on the camera, on the radio, that you just know everything's going to work out. We as fans have heard so many times that you've got to rebuild the team and it'll come in time. We've heard that so many times we almost just roll our eyes. 
Well, we heard that years back when you came along. But every year, there's just something. You have a composure about yourself that not just watch. And slowly every year, it's going to get better and better. And I now watch the Bombers like what I did back in the Even if they don't win, don't worry. They will. Okay, Tom. Mike, anything uh, you'd like to say to Tom? Well, it is a process, and I do think that, you know, whether the record changes by a game or two, I do think it's it's about building it. And, you know, you, I had this conversation today. It's about, you know, constantly checking what you're doing and validating it to see if you're improving. And I think we as an organization, we have, but we're certainly, you know, we're not satisfied by any means. I mean, that's why you try to keep improving, because you're not satisfied. Don't change. All right, Tom. Love it. Yeah, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tom. Robert, go ahead. You're on the Coach Show with Mike O'Shea, brought to you by Bear Crop Science, science for a better life. Hello, Bob. Yeah, go ahead, Robert. Well, they say history repeats itself. My mom took me to my first game back in 1972 for the Western Final. And that's when they had the uh, kick in and kick out out of the end zone twice, and the Bombers lost. I watched a no it. yards call for the uh, field goal to win. Yep. Forty-seven years later, it's our turn. It was nice to see the Bombers excel and do what they do best: stick together, fight through just a tough situation in a hostile environment. And give it their best. So let's bring home the cup. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Robert. I watched that play also uh, the other day. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic play. Crazy. Great Canadiana play. Yeah, it really was. Here's a couple more texts. I was pacing around the living room. This is Holly. We hear from her periodically. I was pacing around the living room and went through every single emotion the last two minutes, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I was 12 the last time the Bombers won the cup. Uh, congrats. This is another one on the first West championship in decades. Notice no one touched the trophy. What's up with that? I noticed that too. And I know that's kind of a standard thing. You, so you go along with that. Do you? I let the players decide, you know, if the players you decide, touch it. I don't need to touch it. I don't need to touch anything. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those things that it happens in a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I guess, um, a gesture to show everybody and let your teammates know that uh, you're not satisfied. You know, we played the the 04 Grey Cup, and we're in Ottawa playing BC, and Casey Printers was out at an event, and I guess he picked up the cup and was did something with it or whatever, and I think half the team lost their minds, and there's some funny stories about that. So, so you are superstitious. I, you can you can hold the great cup if you've won it before. I think that's the that's the deal. I think it's the that's true in in any sport. Okay. If you've won it previously, yeah. you're free and clear. All right, but, that's a good explanation. Uh, here's a text, Mike. Can you explain further on that punt? Why did everyone think it was going left when it was on the right side? They tricked us. We did it to them last year or the year before. I can't remember which one. Two years two, ago. Two years like ago, it. We, did yeah. it to, we did it to them. It's a play that's out there. Um, you know, it, our guys thought uh, 
Mehdi had hit it to to the left when we were supposed to be going right. So they all ran to the left, followed, uh, I guess it was Thigpen, followed him over to the other side. And uh, it was Marshall that was getting the ball. Mehdi hit it right where he was supposed to. <laughs> Fred, you're on the coach's show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Fred. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Fred. First, Coach, congratulations on the win, and congratulate to your assistant coaches and all team, all the players on the team. Because I was one that was sitting on my on my chair and I was jumping too. Now I got a question. Hamilton's got one player on that team, and I think you probably knew who I'm talking about, Mr. Banks. Just I want to, if you contain him, I think you can do it. Go all the way, and I'll wait for. I'll hang up and wait for your call. All right, Fred. Well, he's. This last game, Braylon Addison, I think, had more yards than Banks. Banks had a couple spectacular catches laid out for a 48-yarder touchdown, but he yeah, Speedy B's one of the fastest guys in the league. Um, Braylon Addison is extremely active, and they, they hand him the ball off in the backfield too. Mike Jones, another receiver for the team, he might be as fast. He's maybe not as fast as Speedy, but he's pretty close. Um, they got Luke Tasker back. Uh, they've... You know, rotated their running backs. They've had a ton of injuries at running back. They got Cam Marshall back there right now. I don't know if they're if they're going to keep him up or put Sutton back on if he's healthy. Uh, but they they have a, a good running game um, when they choose to use it. And Dane Evans is throwing the lights out right now. So I don't know that you can focus just on Speedy B. That's a good start because he is up for MOP of the league. And if you can somehow contain him, I don't know. I think lots of teams have tried. So you got to come up with something different. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Welcome back. The show brought to you by Bear Crop Science, Science for a Better Life. Uh, so, Zach Kolaris, we kidded with him on our post-game show yesterday, and uh, he's going to be one of the big storylines in Calgary this week. Uh, Mike, he's just, I don't know, it looks to me like he's getting better and more comfortable every game. Is that how you? See well, how it? could you not? Just time with your with your guys, right? Time with the receivers, time in the offense. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, and 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 Cody going into center is just another thing he's got to get, you know, a little bit more familiar with. So, I think he's he's done extremely well. I've said before he's a he's a good leader. He he came right in and knows how to fit in, and he's. He's smart and he's hype. You know, he's just super competitive. So, that's those are important traits. He's quiet and unassuming, and yet you you can see there's sort of a steely makeup to him, isn't there? That's a great way to put it. As soon as you start to describe that, you can just see it in his eyes. He's got this little glint that says, "I'm going to get you." John, you're on the coach's show with Michael Shea. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Still wound up pretty tight here. Twenty-four <laughs> <laughs> yards later, I'm still pacing up and down. Uh, listen, uh, uh, coach, you play another one like that, I'm going to have to put seatbelts on my chairs because uh, it's pretty pretty exciting at my place. Uh, I'm going to have to make a public apology here to uh, to coach uh, to coach Hall uh, because I was uh, I was not a fan of his for a while there and uh, what no touchdowns in six quarters. How that worked out? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. We, I'm sure there's that stat somewhere. I haven't really kept track of it, but I, I, this is one of the things I liked in the two playoff games. We've got seven takeaways. We're plus seven, zero giveaways and seven takeaways um, in, in two games, which is good. Now we're going to have to keep that up, right? I, you know, Hamilton takes the ball away at a good pace too, and 
that's what's I think done us in the previous two games. So we've got to be really clean with the football and and uh, and make sure we're taking away. If there's any opportunity to get the ball away from Hamilton, we're going to have to do it because they are clean with the football. That's for sure. But yeah, I, we're going to beat them. We're yeah, going to beat them. Absolutely. Let's. Uh, the other thing I know all about the, uh, the the command center. I can I, I solved that problem easily. It was uh, it was in the uh, legislature basement at uh, at Regina. So. Uh, you can take that for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Problem right. solved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other thing was, uh, you guys on the sidelines are a class act. There's yourself. Actually, uh, Dickinson was, was uh, your liberator, but uh, I guess it's a pretty dicey situation. You guys are a class act. Uh, went to my first game in 58. This is uh, my third best memory. Uh, uh, three best memories. You just took the number one with that defensive stand on on the, in the last minute or two. You've replaced uh, Tom Canada's throwing the flag, and uh, and the big uh, comeback a few years ago against Montreal. Anyway, I'm still holding up tight, guys. Uh, I'm gonna get off the line and let somebody else get going. Okay, here. John. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call, Lloyd. You're on the coach's show with Michael Shea. Go ahead, Lloyd. Yes. Um... We all know about the difference that Calaris has made, but I think one of the biggest improvements in the last couple of games was the play of the defensive backs. And you ought to be congratulated, including Richie Hall, for making some changes in personnel. Could you comment on the play of Brendan Alexander? And I forget the other defensive back that you brought in. And except you've got to teach them to knock the ball down on third down rather than trying to catch it, which almost killed us in the last, in the last minute there of the game. So could you comment on the play of our defensive backs? Yeah, well, um, Winston Rose and Marcus Sales are both all-star caliber uh, corners and halfbacks, right? So they man the weak side, and they've they've done a great job. Brandon Alexander got hurt partway through the year, and, and when he got back, he, he made the switch to safety, which is growing on him nicely. Um, you see him more active flying around. He comes up and, and hits the ball hard. He, you know, he caused that fumble. Um which was which was a nice shot getting that ball out uh, that Stove recovered. Steve Richardson, um, Mercy Maston, and Nick Taylor rounded out. Um, oh, and uh, Mike Jones, the rookie yeah. in the corner. So uh, Mercy Maston and Nick Taylor, both guys with CFL experience, which we thought was important. And uh, Mike Jones has come in and proven he's very athletic and a playmaker. Before we run out of time, this is all great. Folks are on cloud nine, but it's not over yet, is it, Mike? It's not over. We have to we have to come back down and, uh, <laughs> and get our work done. We'll see you next Monday with what will be this year, our final edition of The Coach's Show. It's brought to you by Bear Crop Science. Science for a better life on 680 CJOB.